Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This for my fan. This for the fan. Do this for the fam. Bam, bam. Hey. Fam. Hey, fam. Hey, fam. Welcome to Hey, fam. My name is Levins. His name is Angus. And this is a podcast about obsessive consumption. We decided that's what the tagline of Hey, fam is now. Obsessive, obs- obsessive <laughs> consumption. Yeah. Uh, we, it was kind of a bit long-winded sometimes. We knew what it meant. We were like, every week we watch some things that we like or we play some things we like or we blah, 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 blah. You can't blah. put that on a t-shirt, essentially. Obsessive compulsion. Wait, is Cons- it, Obsessive consumption. <laughs> yes, that's it. Yeah, no, compulsion, maybe. We're just doing ways. anagrams now. If you can come up with a really better slogan out of using all of those letters, uh, <laughs> let us know. Yeah, we're open to any idea. We, we spent $100,000 on getting those letters individually to make a bunch of stickers, but we got a week. So if you guys can come up with something slightly more catchier, tell us. But yeah, unless you're down with the obsessive consumption, because that's what we do. You look at us. We're, we don't do drugs like crazy. <laughs> We don't do killings like crazy. We do the good things. You the know? Only, there's the only three options. You, you either kill, you did, like kill all the time. Like I'm talking mm. like one murder a day. Three, six, five cold bodies near you. Like that's it, a year. Or you do all the drugs. Every day. Every single day. Like not one second straight. Yep. And uh, the third thing is what we do. Yeah. And what I imagine everyone, everyone listening. I, mean, I know we've got a few murder fans that tune in Shout by out. mistake. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, I thought it was a uh, Manson family podcast. I thought it was like getting the old gang back together. <laughs> yeah, as everyone knows, uh, Pol Pot's catchphrase was "Hey, fam." <laughs> there you go, another one of our keen um, murderers of the last hundred years. <laughs> That's the extent of my knowledge. Um, but yeah, the third thing is being obsessed with movies, comic books, video games, and everything in television. Between. Yeah, and everything in between. All those little things. I feel, I have like a, a problem calling it pop culture. I, I have. Is thank it, you for bringing that up because I too wince when I hear that. Is it too broad? Is it just? A, is it's it's like a term that like pop culture is you're dumb lazy. Like yeah, it's like a dumb teacher. But what else do you call it? Because uh, I don't want to call myself a fucking geek. No, no, because we are not. I mean, I we, mean, we are, but we're not. Geek's very different now too than what it meant 10, 15 years ago. Same as like nerd. Like, you know yeah. how like uh, Chris Harwick with the nerdist is like, oh, I love being a nerd. Don't call All it my that. nerds rejoice for being nerds. Everybody. You know, my argument is everybody is like that. Everybody has a com- like something they throw themselves into 100%. Everybody has a passion of theirs. If that makes you a nerd, then everyone's a nerd. Unless you're the aforementioned killer. No, even they're nerds. They're killing nerds. Yeah, they're killing nerds. They're dead bod nerds. <laughs> everyone's a nerd. Like, you know, my cat's a nerd for shitting and eating. Like, because she is <laughs> she mental. She loves she it. She loves it. She, she goes gangbusters for it. And it's just like, 
you know, she's she honks it. She, she's honking that like button every time <laughs> I get home from work and I start shaking her food canister. I'm like, you up? <laughs> like this. It's, uh, yeah, I think everyone's a nerd, but I do that stigma of, um, I'm a nerd. Ooh, it's, yeah, good for you. But also, you know, so is um, Martin Scorsese. He's a film nerd, but you're not going to call him a nerd, you know? I mean, kind of. Well, yeah, Al Pacini. Al Pacini. Al Pacini. Al Pacini. <laughs> is that the second time we've said Al Pacini? The second, the second episode. That's great. Al Pacino is an acting nerd. You're gonna go like you're gonna go hit him with the nerd stick. I don't know. No, it's just he throws himself into it. All right. Uh, to everyone who uh, this is their first episode of listening, um, Angus and I uh, basically talk about what we've consumed mm. in the last week uh, of the pop culture variety, but not necessarily pop culture because we have a problem saying it. TV, movies, comic books, video games. Today we're going to talk about... Mars. Nothing but Mars. <laughs> that's the proof how not pop culture... No, that's what I was going to say. Pop culture is straight up... Mars is straight up science. Like, let's, let's be honest here. And now that's the front page of every newspaper. Even Google's done an animation of a little thirst... Uh, total thirst trap of a planet sipping on a glass. Seriously. Oh, um, is that what that was? I'm so thick. Yeah. Well, I, was no, I, mean, like, I was like, I don't get this abstract I Google hate today. This. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, science. There you go. That's not nerdy. That's just pop culture. You know what I mean? Like, Do you ever go to Google and, and dislike their, like, their arty... Constantly. Uh, arty, and then go, fuck you, I'm using Bing today? Yeah, totally. Bing have way better animations. <laughs> They're all pornos. <laughs> That's why we use Bing. No. Uh, Do you know they, they found porno on Mars too? Made out of the water. So, yeah, like water-based porn, I don't know. That's hot. Um, I wonder if the Martians will listen to this. But yeah, no, we're not talking about Mars. This actually sounds like... A that first... was the extent of Mars. Of, yeah, it does. It's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing the... Uh... This is the pilot special edition. <laughs> we're redoing the pilot. I mean, if you're wondering, if you're a first-time listener, no, this is great. Welcome. Uh, well, uh, welcome to the, the Hey Familia. But if this is... Uh, you've, you've been listening to the last 12 or so, and you're like, well, if we had a guest every episode onwards from episode four, what's going on? Hey, guess what? We don't always need guests. No, I feel like me and Angus, the, the best episodes, the ones without all those pesky guests getting in the way with their things that we're obsessed about that they're not obsessed about. Look, you say, like, I'm, I'm going to say it like this, they're bringing us down. <laughs> and they're bringing you down, listeners. They're bringing you down. Yeah, you you feel uh, you feel down. We don't, we're not about that. This is the... Uh, uh, the everybody dance now of podcast. This is something that once it hits play, dun, yeah. Dun, dun, Look at dun, you moving. Dun, Look at you on that train. Dun, dun. Today <laughs> on the show, yeah. today on the show, we're going to talk about mm. uh, a few things. I mean, obviously, given how long it's taken us just to get to this point, you know how rambly we get. Yeah. So uh, we're going to try and cover uh, Kevin Smith's live show. He was our, li- our guest on Hey Fam last week. If you haven't heard it, please go back and listen to it. Bonus app. Bonus um, episode. Real uh, big boy shit, if you ask me. And big league. Yeah, and I got to listen to it as a listener, which I've not ever been able to do with this podcast because uh, as you were here, if you've heard it, and if you have heard it, hey, wasn't that good? But uh, Levin's did a phone interview with uh, old KS, and it was awesome. And I think you told me allocated time was like 20 minutes. You guys went more than double that. And it was great. Yeah, yeah. He, he just, just, we just kept talking. It was. I mean, there's no surprises there that Kevin Smith is going to probably extend an interview by double, half, double the length. But it was so good, and it was so good listening to it. And it's really good chat. Well, well done, bro. You went to the um, thank you. Uh, you went to you went to the Kevin Smith live show last night. So we'll talk about that on the show. We're also going to be talking about uh, Angus's biggest obsession at the moment. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five. We've brought it Actually, up a few times in the past. if we speak about that, I'm going to sound an awful lot like the the, the murder fans out there. Cause <laughs> I don't know how far. No, we No, you're go. man. From the, what I've seen you play, but you don't murder very much. You're a stunner. 
I'm a stunner. I'm a stone cold Steve stunner when I get out there. Young stunner. Um, so I'll talk about that. Uh, Lego Dimensions is another game that we've talked about a few times in the past on the show. Uh, it's a crazy uh, game where lots of different franchises from uh, Batman to Lord of the Rings to Lego Movie, Jurassic Scooby-Doo. Park, Scooby Dooby Doo. Uh, they're all involved as Lego characters that you can play as and you've got to buy the toys. It's an insane amount of money that I've just spent in the last week. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> uh, uh, if, you're, if you're listening to this, B, uh, you, you've downloaded the wrong file again. <laughs> uh, go get Levens to give you the real episode. Um, I thought we could talk about a movie I watched on the plane yesterday. I'm down for that. I don't think we've ever... No, we have spoken about... Um, cause one of my friends texted me and he's like, oh, now was it you that, no, Steele in one of the, uh, a few episodes ago, he watched a film, which normally doesn't make people cry, but he was like, I was in the plane and he saw it and he was tearing oh, up course. by the end of it. But I had a friend recently who was like, oh man, I listened to your Hey Fam episode and I too had a movie which no one should cry at, which I was induced to crying, um, when I was what, 500 feet above the air. I'm trying to find what the hell it is. Just so uh, it sounds like our correspondence is great with fans, you know. <laughs> but what? Do, no. So you watched something? Yeah, I watched something, and uh, I watched uh, Brad Bird's most recent movie, Tomorrowland, which got panned when it came out. And uh, I was like, if I was, if that's, if that's ever available on a plane, I'll watch it. Did it make me cry? I guess find we'll have out, to listen. Find out when, when we talk about Here it. Here it is. I found that. Sorry about how I was trying to jog time. Uh, a text I got from dear listener Thomas. Uh, shout outs to Tom. Re the films on planes discussion. I teared up watching Blades of Glory on a uh, San Francisco to Auckland flight. Blades of Glory is the uh, Napoleon Dynamite and Will, Will Ferrell yeah. ice skating movie. Yeah, sure like, is. <laughs> what part is emotional? In I actually watched that on a plane as well. I did not cry. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't see it on a plane. I saw it in a cinema and my eyes were dry. But I'm very curious. I think there could be some... Um, there we go. This isn't pop culture. It's a science once again. Maybe oh, when you're above it. the air, those emotions are toyed with. I mean... You know what else on? is up in the air? What? Mars. Hey, guys, can we just talk about Mars, please? Like, really talk about Mars? Uh, and finally, in the television front... Um, I'm going to check if Levens has done any of his homework, which uh, I said him with my teacher's hat on, uh, asking him to watch... Mr. Robot. So I guess we're going to find out about that. Mr. Robot is a show that you and countless past guests on the show have enjoyed. I'm terrible at watching television. You're pretty good at it sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah, it's uh, it's just. I mean, I I love watching TV with my wife, and we don't have much time that we are together and watching TV together. So it's difficult to keep up with shows. Listen, to that, modern you... life is hard, you guys. But yeah. somehow I managed to spend five hundred dollars on Lego on a Monday night. <laughs> You tell me who's who's winning at life or losing. <laughs> um, also, I want to wouldn't be a Hey Fam episode without a Star Wars reference or two. But I want to chat to Levs about Shattered Empire, one of the new Star Wars comics in the Marvel line, which is the first bit of like comic in the Star Wars universe, which is set after Return of the Jedi, which is kind of exciting. Cool. Let's do it. Kevin Smith. Let's go in the Hey Fam zone. Kevin Smith, last night, he did a show, Graphic Festival, Sydney Opera House. I was meant to go, but spent the weekend at a music festival called Listen Out. Two shows, two states, about seven hours of DJing all up over the weekend. And one Brad Bird movie. (laughs) Came home on a plane, got off the plane, all set to go to Kevin Smith, realized I was tired and I missed my family. What a loser. Gave my tickets to Angus. Well, I think you did it. I think you did the right thing. I don't mean because you missed out on it. It was shit. It was great. But in true Kevin Smith form, a la your interview, a la everything he's done, it went until past 12. And it was supposed to finish at 10 o'clock. 
So already I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you would be having a pretty tired time right now. <laughs> so uh, I think you made a wise decision. However, I went there with my, um, my, my keen reporter's notepad and pen and wanted to recreate for you the experience of what it was like for me. Uh, walking into the opera house, you know, one of the holiest of holy venues mm-hmm. that isn't a church because it's not, but I mean, you know, it's, it's everyone's dream to play there apparently. Or so every international artist I've, says. You know, I've, I, that's actually crazy. I've played at the opera. I didn't realize it was my dream, but maybe it was. I've played at the opera house thrice. Tell me all about it. <laughs> uh, I play at the opera house. The end. Thrice. Inside? Uh, in in multiple different rooms. That's amazing. I've not played on the opera house steps, a la Carrotted House's last show. Well, maybe that's, that's what I was going. I don't remember going along and saying goodbye to you. <laughs> uh, I too have, in a very roundabout way, performed oh, you have at too, bro. The opera house uh, was it your dream? It wasn't my dream, and I had no idea that it was my voice was used there. Um, it was part of Sam Simmons. He, uh, a stand-up comic, he incorporates a lot of like props and kind of audio effects. And he had a whole show of him standing on a bus. So he was on the opera house stage, the main stage holding, like he told me he actually cut it off. He had one of those hand railings from a bus that has like fabric hanging for it, shaped like a triangle, like an instrument hanging there. And most of it's him interacting with all this, these sounds around him, which he must rehearse insanely. Uh, Anyway, there's a bit where he's standing on the bus and someone starts chanting, um, pedo pedo you're a fucking pedo he's like no i'm not you're a pedo pe-. and i'm like oh i know that voice oh he made me record that once and i'm like oh my god i'm performing at the opera house and it's like <laughs> i'm swearing and then accusing someone of being a pedophile i was like and that was my voice and i like sat around really proudly and was like that's me and uh i don't think anyone else cared uh but yeah that's my opera house story did you get to call kevin smith a pedo on monday night that's when I got dragged out. <laughs> no, uh, not at all. But yeah, uh, walking into the venue, wow, so much weed, um, which I found crazy for a Monday night at like, you know, I 7 played, p.m. I played at the Devin the Dude show in Melbourne. Devin the Dude is like a Southern Texas rapper uh, who had a lot of big hits in the 90s, uh, pretty much exclusively raps about weed and pussy. Um, and uh, I mean, that was absolutely stinks danked out yeah. danked out with weed but that was that was to be expected that'd be expected i mean yeah i associate weed with kevin smith as well but like it's the fucking opera house You're yeah gonna, it was who, pretty amazing who's blazing up in there i was like knocking out i was like getting my eye i was like who is not not that i care but i was like curious like who's that who's doing that and just trying to you know creep on kids um went in there yeah it was set in two halves and what was funny in the program uh i think it's being billed as Kevin Smith's multiverse. Yeah, it was like Kevin Smith's comic book multiverse is what it was billed as. Yeah, so I think they pretty much said, look, we want to have you out here. Do you want to speak about comic books? And as he told you in uh, Hey Fam bonus episode, he doesn't really read comics anymore. He loves comics. He loves the characters. He loves the comics he grew up reading. And he's certainly read a shitload of comics in his lifetime. He's written a shitload of comics too. Yeah, though he's just not part of the current... And he doesn't think he really has much new to add or offer to... He's always been speaking about comics. I don't think anything... He would add would be new. I mean, clerks, half the conversations, comics, you know. Sure. Uh, so he just said, look, I've been told I've, you know, this is built as a comic thing. It ain't. Um, there is, however, one mention to Marvel about Marvel later. And he just did a Q&A by himself at the start. And that was pretty great stuff. Uh, again, in true Kevin Smith form, uh, he got through four questions in about two and a half hours. But that's to be expected. And he spoke a lot about George Carlin, a uh, guy who he grew up worshipping and ended up having star in his films a great comic and that was pretty touching because i'd never heard him really speak about him since he died a couple years ago and that that, that was super nice and 
uh, there was a moment um, I was like, I wonder if he's ever going to mention podcasting. And there's this guy in the audience and it was a really weird way to frame a question. But he's like, look, I don't want to bring the mood down. So obviously you're like, well, here we go. What's what's going to happen here? And he's like, I've got a terminal illness and I've been given like two to five years to, to live. And I'm like, oh man, this is getting heavy. And he's like, look, people ask me what I want to do in that time. It's a huge question. And I don't feel guilty saying I want to live to see in the Infinity Wars part two and three. And he's like, part one and two. And he's like, Which is, and then, uh, this is the uh, culmination of the Marvel Universe movies. It's 15 it's, years of groundwork. And, and making, yeah, it's the, ne- so. the next two Avengers movies are, are part one and part two. two. Two big three hour long movies. Yeah, holy shit. And which, which are in 2017 and 18, I think. I think so. And I don't know if that's going to be the end of the Marvel Universe. Probably not because it prints money. Anyways, like, look. You, you, you're you a, for lack of a better word, nerd. Do you think that's bad? And do you think like, you know, what? how do you deal with telling people your passions and things like that? Anyway, obviously, Kevin Smith didn't give a shit. He's like, that's great. It's totally achievable. You can do that. But then he said, look, have you got a microphone? He's like, go home and start recording a podcast, like speaking about your illness and all these things you want to do and achieve. And he's like, that's how you're going to make something happen. And he kind of gave this super inspiring chat just saying like, everyone has a microphone. He's like, do you know how much I miss my dad? I never spoke to him, recorded with a microphone. He's like, just for my own personal, like he was using the term podcast pretty loosely, but he was kind of went on this great, um, kind of not rant, but I'd say like a call to arms about, hey, we've all got a microphone on our phone or computer or something. Just start recording. Start speaking to people you know. Start speaking to people you like and tolerate and do something. I was like, hey, you know what? I've done that with you. <laughs> but then I was also <laughs> I'm like, not your dad though. No, you know my dad and I hope none of us are dying. But then I was also like, fuck, don't give these kids ideas, man. That's competition for us on their iTunes charts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then for the second half, he did a live show with, of, uh, I'd say like one of his better known podcast Jane Silent Bob Get Old which uh, he does with Jason Mewes Jay himself from all of the Kevin Smith films and I think that's where it was really awesome I mean Kevin Smith's great on his own but with Jason Mewes I mean that's just you know the energy they have it was it was it was classic and what they did um is he able is he able to get a few words in Jay like is, is oh, it it's all it's Jay cool? oh really it's pretty much it Kev just kind of takes a back seat because Jay, Jay is so physical he's like literally fucking things on stage oh that's amazing so many inanimate objects <laughs> within the first five minutes he was speaking about um how he was boning his wife recently and they had the baby monitor next to the bed and then he was like no I don't want to see that and he like rolled off and splooged everywhere it was horrible when I repeated but with time with his actions it was beautiful very funny but they did this really cool thing where like I, I was a huge in high school huge Kevin Smith fan loved the films because I, I was 15, 16 worked in a video store as I always say and the movies were, were about that you know about guys standing around chatting something that I was getting paid to do uh, while I was in high school huge fan and I just love that shared universe thing, which is something you spoke to him about. Just the, I hadn't ever really seen anything like that before. And it felt like you're in a bit of a club, I think. Mm. Being like, oh, I know that guy because he was in that movie. And maybe these people don't know that. Therefore, I know a bit more. Like, it was just that kind of, it's like the, the buzz we get when we read comics and you get a reference. And you go, yeah, all that money and time that I spent putting into that has paid off because I've had a little wink. <laughs> it's kind of cool. And But I dropped off a couple of years ago and have, have dipped in and out of his podcast. Really like Red State, but haven't seen anything since then. But he's doing this new trilogy called the True North Trilogy. Um, kind of low budget set in Canada. And it's kind of like a weird horror theme one. Anyway. Uh, the first one came out last year, Tusk. Tusk, yeah. Isn't Johnny Depp in it? Johnny Depp is in it. He John did it for Depp. free. He revealed last night. Whoa. Because his kid and Johnny Depp's kid are school friends. 
So he's known Johnny's just like the parent they pick up the kid from and stuff. And it was really crazy. And then he's like, yeah, I'll do that for free. Anyway, they've just finished shooting the sequel, which is all about Johnny Depp's daughter and his daughter um, fighting Nazi monsters underneath a convenience store. And then uh, he's like, it's the most insane movie he's done. He's like, it's ridiculous. And that's why no one's paying for it or anything. <laughs> and Johnny Depp's in it again. But the third film, the one that where it all culminates, his trilogy is called um, Moose Jaws. And it's beat for beat, a remake of Jaws with a moose. Again, set in Canada. But he's like, I wanted Johnny Depp to come back and play the Quint character. And Quint's kind of the older guy who ends up getting killed by Jaws. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Jaws. <laughs> and for some reason, he didn't really say why, but he's... He's like, I've got to really come up with a character and someone I don't mind killing. Oh, that character can be Jane Silent Bob. So he's bringing them back for the first time in like over 10 years and they're going to cross over with this trilogy and be... And they did the whole scene where they get introduced. They're ready. He's like, I've got the script here. Jay's been practicing. And they just did it verbatim. Wait, and they die? Not in this scene. He oh. revealed that later. But then he's like... and th- he's, he's done that scene of all these shows in Sydney, but they did this next scene, which is the classic Jaws scene where they all... All the old guys are sitting around going, oh, you think that scar's good? Look at this one. And then, and then they all go, classic Jaws. Classic Jaws. Uh, he did, did a scene they'd never done before, which was super good. Um, but yeah, it was like, oh, that's really that, that was great. You know, getting a sneak peek for a movie, which I probably had not a lot of interest in seeing. Well done. Now I want to at least download it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was nice. It's, it's that nostalgia thing. And, you know, the guy can talk and, you know, it's, yeah, it was good. You missed out, but also it went for a fucking long time. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, I spoke to him mano a mano. As yeah, they say it's weird. You spoke to him, didn't get to see him. I didn't speak to him. I got to see him. Together, you and I have <laughs> had most of the senses of Kevin Smith. Has did, you get, you, did you get to smell him? I smelt something. I don't think it was him. Though I, think, I was I close like you, to the yeah, stage. You definitely smelt a lot of people that, that try to live their lives like Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I was looking around and this isn't a dig on the fans, but I'm like... A lot of these guys, big Kevin Smith fans, really socially awkward and stuff. And Kevin Smith's the complete opposite. I'm like, it's kind of like he really carries on a lot of conversations for them when they meet him. He's kind of like, hey, man, you're great. Thanks for coming. Where they're just kind of like, uh. <laughs> uh, He also mentioned a bunch about Morats too. He said it's Die Hard in a mall, basically. They're having a Comic Con in a mall. Brody's putting it on, uh, Jason Lee's character. And Who we learned will also have a podcasting empire. That's an exclusive. And then terrorists take over and it becomes Die Hard in a Mall. Fantastic. And that's a movie. I was like, holy shit, that's actually a really awesome idea for a ridiculously shitty comedy. <laughs> I'm in. It was a good night. And it was a nice, uh, nice um, hey fam vibe. Last year, the, the kind of headline act at the graphic festival at Sydney Opera House was uh, an evening with Grant Morrison. Was that last comic- year or the year before? It was, maybe it was the year it was before. year before. Uh, Grant Morrison, who is a comic book writer and... Uh, What's his name? Gerard Way. Who, Gerard Way, who is apparently a comic book writer. I've read, I've, you know, I've read the Umbrella, Umbrella Academy. Academy on Dark Horse, which is really, really sick. It's good shit. Yeah, it's really fun. Um, He's a My Chemical Romance lead singer, songwriter. Yeah, songwriter. And um, I was expecting it to be like a really, really Grant Morrison heavy evening and Gerard Way to kind of, I don't know, just kind of act as like his dicky knee. He's Robin to his Batman, exactly. so to speak. But, uh, he's dicky to his Daryl. <laughs> he's dicky to his knee. Um, and uh, instead we got this um, pretty incredible, but I got there late, so oh. I can't really complain about it when I'm, I'm clearly the fuckhead in this situation. But uh, you know, It wasn't I, billed as this. 
No, so we we as I got there, Grant Morrison was delivering this uh, like you know, pretty intense and incredible story, spoken word. He had a uh, cellist on stage, I think. Yeah, Peter Hollow from yeah, Foreplay um, was, right. was playing. Was providing ambient vibes uh, while he read a script that he'd written about Australia, Australia, and uh, like a superhero in Australia and media and yeah, it was about Rupert was kind of like the um, Rupert Murdoch. There was a character was called the... Rupert who was like Lex Luthor, and it was just like these obvious metaphors. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, an intense. Thing to 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 sit in. I reckon I would have missed the opening thirty seconds. But having not, it was pretty extensive. Not, too. Having not like it was. Yeah, it was like just just sitting minutes. down as he was into that, and then it just kept going. I was like, oh, I fuck. And then then I was like, then and that finished. And I, and I I guess you never really get to take something in properly if you miss it, the, the, even even the smallest opening of it. But because you then, don't want to be that guy that's like, hey, what happened at what the happened? start? Yeah, yeah. And then you slow that person down from missing, and then they've got to ask, hey, what just happened then? It's a and domino effect, my It friends. totally is. Don't do it. A domino no. <laughs> um, but then he sat down and brought Jared Ray out, and I was like, oh, cool, this would be good. And it ended up being Grant Morrison interviewing Gerard Way about the creative process. And he spoke more about music than he did comics. And as someone who is not a My Chemical Romance fan, surrounded by a room full of My Chemical Romance fans, I may have said, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of... The Grant performance at the start was great, but it was definitely not billed as Grant Morrison gets to know Gerard Way <laughs> while you sit and watch it. Well, then similarly, similarly we had that with this year too, because you have... You had a, a, a night with uh, Kevin Smith billed as like a superhero multiverse. Oh, and then he speaks right. about comic books for like... I forgot to even say what the comic book bit was. It was quite great. But it was like 10 minutes of, of an entire night, right? It, it was pretty clever though. It was not even about comics, so to speak. It was right. um, while Jay was... Because the whole point of Jay and Silent Bob Get Old is it's a weekly show to make sure Jay is sober. And he's been sober. I think he actually said it was like five years... Um, After being addicted to heroin for like 15. So many years in and out of rehabs, Oxycontin, heroin, any type of drug, like lost friends, family, lost Kevin Smith for a while, but eventually took him in. And this podcast is away. And he said it was actually quite touching. He was going to like coffee shops out here. Jay was. And people kind of look at him like they know him. And he'll be like, hey, you're the guy. Are you clean today? And like he, he encourages you if you see him in public to ask well, how many days. And he'll be like, yeah, thanks. I have blah, blah days. And he's like, I never think me like a junkie six years ago would be in the opera house performing, getting asked if I'm, I'm clean and stuff by a guy making my coffee. And it was like super nice. But he went on to this thing. Uh, he's like, here's the comics thing. Kevin's like, we've got to link it back to the comics because of the title and stuff. And uh, Jay was like, brought some diaries along, which he'd written while he was in uh, one of his many in and outs of rehabs. And they're pretty emo, uh, he said, but he picked one particular one. And Jay isn't the greatest... Uh, Mm, greatest he's not Shakespeare let's say that he gets kind of his uh, some of his words mixed up there's this great really emo he's like he kept referring to himself as thy and he's like thy love for my poison is too strong he's like <laughs> cracking up reading it but then there was this line and he's like I'm like Bruce Banner and the Hulk is inside of me ready to submerge out of me and he's like submerge is lower he's like you can't even get that right and then that was it that was the one comic reference oh, that, wow. that <laughs> Jay had a like heroin diary <laughs> and tried to say that the Hulk was in him but he couldn't even get that right and that was it but it was kind of nice um, yeah but yeah the Grant thing was um, kind of disappointing but that, you know I still got to see Grant Morrison as you know Yeah. Um, I actually saw him the day before that as well he came into work and he did uh, a segment on, on air and uh, I was asked to produce it. 
despite the fact I don't produce, just because I'm a Grant Morrison fan. And mm. he was, um, his wife was there too. It was like an hour program. And his wife's like, yeah, he's written this specific thing for Australia tomorrow and stuff like that. And it was kind of cool to see him there. And uh, I got, got all my signing out of the way then. I just kind of dumped a bunch of comics out and was like, can you please sign this? And it was cool. And I could kind of guess, I don't know, get straight out of the, the Grant show and not really like have the disappointment affect me too much because I had that like crazy kind of weird intimate thing with him. Yeah, didn't he tell, didn't his wife tell you that that he based his version of uh, the X-Men... Emma Frost. Uh, Emma Frost on her. Yeah. So he's, he, he, so the, the She was like, I was the most hated. We used to get death threats and stuff because that was became kind of public around fans. And they were like, fuck you, you've ruined X-Men. And like, <laughs> you killed Jean Grey. You split up Jean and Cyclops. And like getting all these hectic things. And she looks exactly the same. She's wearing like knee-high airwalk, like steampunk boots. Looked insane. Like, which looks like some kind of witch cross, like... Look like a mutant and not in like a you know Ninja Turtle way, but like a uh, ethereal way. But yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty dope. Um, did you spend much of your that time that you were watching Kevin Smith, wishing that you were at home with your with your bro D Dog? I really did because um, it had been about four days. Much like Jason Mewes, it has been four days since my last Metal Gear Solid mission. And let me tell you what. I, I see the world a really different way now. I'm always looking for vantage points, things I can sneak behind. I actually had to meet somebody recently nearby here and I saw them coming down the street and I was like, oh, what I'll do, I'm going to run around and go behind them and then come up and sneak them from behind and like made them audibly scream. And then they're like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, <laughs> just being snake, man. And I don't know, it's really done a number on me, dude. Did they, uh, did they know what you were talking about? I, I, I don't think that was important, but I don't think they did. <laughs> I knew what I was talking about. And That's always slightly important. Yeah. Somewhat I, I, important. I, I'm deep, man. I've got a problem. I am deep. Yeah, so Metal Gear Solid Five, a game that we've talked about a few times in the past. Uh, Angus even was with very, Siobhan Reddy. <laughs> yeah, even with uh, Siobhan Reddy from PlayStation. We, uh, we, 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 she hadn't started it yet and we kind of warned her maybe she shouldn't because it is immense. Yeah, if you've got another game to make or like a real job, Siobhan, don't play it because you're going to get sucked in. Yeah, if you have a family like me, it's, yeah. it's a, one of the worst things you can get into. Worse than a, a Lego game that insists you spend <laughs> 10 times what the game costs to play it to the utmost potential. I can't wait um, to hear about that, seriously. Um, but yeah, Metal Gear is what you're like, you know, it's, it's the continuation of the of Solid Snake's quest. The swan song, apparently, of the Metal Gear Solid series. And you are, I mean, you, it's big Snake, boss. Snake is a mercenary, right? You are Solid Snake's original. You're the clone that he's based off. Right. No, sorry, you're the original Solid Snake's a clone of you. And I mean the continuity so, is more fucked than anything as well. Yeah. Famously. Like it's 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 as if it's like drunk history. Yeah. That the that skit show except it's like someone's read a manga in Japanese without knowing any not not being able to read kanji or yeah. anything. And about then, the American and then, Cold War and, and then stuff. Gotten drunk and then kind of told someone else about it and then they just kind of had to and then they weren't allowed to write about it at the time. They had to go to sleep and then wake up and then remember what their drunk friend had told them about the manga that he couldn't read. But then they couldn't even write that. They had to just write it with emojis. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like, fantastic. It's like, it is Amer- an American alternate history told from a Japanese perspective. So it's like this amazing... What I love about it in all the series, it's this like insane romanticized version of America, like cowboys and stuff. Like there are just guys walking around with like six shooters and you don't question it and guys have eye patches and it's all about the life of a soldier and all these like weird things that 
America didn't really do, but kind of projected, yeah, that's our image. And it's kind of like this guy, the creator, Kojima, like, you know, Japanese and obviously grew up with this projected American image. And it's kind of funny to see it now pushed back on America. It's awesome. It's this like image that doesn't really exist, but man, I'm so invested in it. Yeah. So I am, I am like, I mean, I feel like it's become an ongoing thing with this show where it suddenly Angus is like, 10 hours ahead of me at the very least in all all TV shows. Dude, you're and- a dad. You have a family. I live with uh, tech guru Steve and a cat. It's like <laughs> my priorities are very different to yours. So it's there's no, there's no need to be like, oh, I'm behind. And that like, said, actually, I, I, I definitely am, am, am ahead when it comes to comic books. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. Priorities, different. <laughs> um, I can read those while my wife is asleep. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> um, but- and I can watch you both while I'm being a solid snake in the front yard. <laughs> Kept um, you waiting, huh? But I mean, I I, I love I'm, I I've been coming over to record Hey yeah. Fam with you early just so I can watch you play a mission that realistically I won't be able to get to for another six to eight months. And that's why I don't feel bad showing you like plot points because I'll like, forget them by the time I get yeah, to them again. I'm like, oh, you're gonna get to this soon. And yeah. Yeah. No, the one I played tonight was like I don't know if anyone's a Metal Gear Solid fan. There was a character from. Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation 1 in super young form since this is set in 84. And it was pretty cool to see. Though uh, it did not go out as I'd planned. The mechanics were kind of strange. I mean, I feel like that's the kind of point of the game too, if not from a, not from a plot point of view, but like things... So the, the idea, there's a lot of, uh, you know, all, all the missions are like, you know, uh, espionage and mm. recon and you've got to just kind of figure out the best way to kidnap someone from a from an enemy base which is riddled with with enemy soldiers who have better weaponry than you and you've got to sneak you can either sneak up on them or you can just roll on their guns blazing or try and do the first thing and then the second thing inevitably happens because you're terrible at the game like yeah. me <laughs> uh, well, no, i do that too i go back i i redo so many of the missions till i'm like happy with how i've done it like for example I, I, there was one mission where i had to wait for a guy to go to a meeting and it was quite as I had to kind of hide and watch him go to a room get out of a car and he'd gotten there with a convoy so he was in a jeep between kind of two tanks what I did I went back and played it and I probably got a D ranking because you get a ranking from S which is I think stands for super soldier or snake all the way down to D and the first time like truthfully I play a bunch of missions I always get a D or a C sometimes a B very rarely an A and super rarely an S anyway I've been going back to some of them just to kind of skill up or just just to see if there's different like that's the sign of how much i like this game i'm going back and replaying levels which i seldom do i'm kind of like a guy who finishes a game don't really sell them or pass it on i like to keep them all but it's just straight on to the next game anyway this this instance this is exactly what you said it explore it encourages you to do just different things and i was like no i'm not going to go wait at the town where they're telling me i'm going to go the opposite way the way they're coming on my horse and so i jumped on my horse road and the my radio guy is like snake what are you doing you're supposed to go to the town you're going to fail the mission but sure enough i saw the convoy coming towards me so i put my horse in the middle of the road hit on the side and did what is probably my favorite function of the game it's the do it command and uh you want to say what that is uh the do it command is a, a special skill that your horse can be taught where your horse stands in front of a car and takes a dump yep thus Stopping the cars from moving forward on the road. So I uh, had D-Horse drop a deuce. <laughs> D-deuce. D-deuce and ran out and then Fulton, which is this... If you've read about Metal Gear Solid, Phantom Pain, you've read about Fultoning. It's kind of like the Dark Knight where uh, Bruce Wayne slash Batman goes to Hong Kong to extradi- extradite... I uh, forget his name, but the, the guy who's holding all of 
the, the mob's money and they use that 1950s like weather balloon which a plane will fly past and pick up it is that it's the very yeah, same technology to, to be slightly uh, less complicated than that description it it's is a a hot, it's a hot air balloon that you attach to literally anything in the game and it sends it back to your base well i did from... that with the three tanks oh wow. and that guy was like oh my god snake that's another that's a way to think outside the box i'm like it's like they programmed it to know people can actually do that. That's what I liked. And it wasn't just like end mission, like those whole dialogue recorder going, hey, that's a way that I never thought to do good on you. And it was kind of like rewarding me from going, I'm not going to follow your orders. And I just thought that was, that's, that, that's pretty cool. Like a game which has been programmed to hear your mission objectives, but you can kind of go, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I got S rank for it, despite the fact it didn't check any of the boxes. That's so it was awesome. kind of rewarded for just like, being a real bastard. Being a cool bro. Yeah, it's it's super appealing. But you tell me about your big video game. I mean, and Metal Gear Solid, I'm going to be coming back next five, six episodes at least. Yeah, this it's, game. Man, it's, a, it's an exciting adventure. You put 50 hours into it so far? Yeah, without a doubt. I, have no, I haven't had in a, in a relationship with a game like this for so many years. <laughs> so gross that you called it. <laughs> but something where I think I've told you, like I've been staying up till one and then waking up an hour or two before I normally get up just to put in hours before I go to work. Like I haven't had that for several generations of consoles. Maybe 64 was the last time I used to do stuff like that. It's really strange. What does your housemate tech guru Steve think about you hogging the TV for so long? He loves it. I'm just saying that because he he has no choice. (laughs) First of all, he has a choice. He can go do something else. (laughs) Second of all, he loves it. He loves it. Yeah. He's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to come and watch. So he watched me play all of Last of Us and had probably a better time than I did. It was way less stressful. <laughs> um, he, uh, uh, sorry, me. <laughs> me is Andrew. We, can we stop talking about Tech Guru Steve for one <laughs> second? Um, I'm only maybe six hours into Metal Gear Solid and the idea of putting it on, I, I generally will have like one hour to play a game, like a week. And uh, <clears throat> I, I, I know that I have to wait until I have like a good chunk of time so I can probably put... Metal Gear Solid back in. Oh, totally. Which is why, you know, a game like Mario Maker or um, uh, Tearaway Unfolded that I've been playing a little bit lately, they're, they're really fun just to feel like these little tiny hour or less gaps of the ability to play games that I have. How's um, Mario Maker going? I, I want to ask you. I have purposely not asked you since we last spoke about it on the show because every time I p- could be playing it, I get guilty. I'm like, oh, that's a couple hours I could put into Metal Gear. So I still haven't touched it. Oh, it's really, really fun. I've unlocked all of the different components you need to make. You can use to make your own Mario levels. How like is? Th- I know people are like, oh, you've just got to keep playing it. Is that seriously? It? You've just got to keep playing it for all of the components to become unlocked? Or is oh, it's some- pretty easy. You can just spam a level with bricks and t- and then and then just make sure you use all of the new items you get given, and it'll just keep you keep unlocking new stuff. Yeah. Okay. So you really like it would only take you maybe like. 40 minutes to, or something? Yeah, just over an hour to just spam and you, you'll, you'll get new stuff. What is your um, favorite setting? You know how you can drop down, you can have Mario Brothers, Super Yeah, Mario. I'm still fooling around with it all. I mean, once once, a bit, once I realized how, how easy it was to unlock stuff, I just kind of focused on that and then just dicking around with new things. But So I, I made a lot of uh, kind of primitive levels yeah. um, earlier and, and I, I'm, I'm going to spend some time this week actually making some levels with the entire set. But I think, yeah, I mean, I, I appreciate that they don't give you everything as soon as you get it because you do learn the the backbone of a level. I think it's super wise. Instead of just like being like, Ugh. Yeah, no, I think it's super smart. I mean, you're given a couple of bricks, you're given very basic enemies and like a power up. And I think that's that's pretty much everything that makes up the first level of Super Mario Brothers, you know? like Yeah, but I, I, what I want to do is uh, start, I guess, like a Facebook 
folder or, or a post on our page soon yeah. sharing the levels that we've made and then encouraging anybody else listening that's playing Mario Maker to share their levels too. Yeah, totally. Uh, a friend of ours, Patch Colin, has started making these incredible looking levels um, based on Star Wars. He did Death Star, he did, did he do Hoth? He did Hoth, he did the ATAT. Man, yeah. they, they look incredible. I haven't had a chance to play them yet, but are they playable? You, you get to see this. Yeah, they're playable. They're up there. You can play them. I mean, are, are they playable? Well, I mean, or you can't. Cool? No, you can't put. A level up. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. That's Unless right. you can finish it, which yeah. is like, such a genius. I mean, it seems so simple, but I'm so glad that they, that yeah. they made that a rule. Um, so I wish they'd stop doing the don't press anything levels. Every time I jump on the charts and see what's going well, there are always these like, don't press anything. It's a level like Mario just gets pushed out onto a lever and it just carries him to the end. And What are those things called? Like something the, Ruba machines? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The uh, Rube Goldberg machines. Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. <laughs> Ruby Goldberg. He's actually our guest next week. So Ruby Goldberg? Good shout out. For, <laughs> good promo. I'm kind of sick of seeing those. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, but some of the really, really good ones are quite fun. But they're good. They're, yeah, I, I watch them like, once and that's it. It's just kind of like, uh, it's like a funny YouTube The video. more successful levels are definitely the ones where you just kind of get introduced to one idea and then different variations on that idea throughout the level. That, that's the Mario purest in me. I know I was very apprehensive, but that's what I loved. And I've got to say, the level you sent me with the, you, you had a power up which made you big. And I don't, just don't mean regular, I've just eaten a mushroom Gigantic Mario. Mario. I mean, like, I've smoked a 20-foot bong of mushrooms, Mario, because he got so big. And the thing is, it had um, repercussions. So in- every time you jumped, you would destroy the what you were standing on. So instead of just running and jumping a platform, if that platform was only like one brick high, you'd fall. And it was kind of hard. And I was like, holy shit, you made like a really challenging level. Not that I didn't expect that, but I was like, man, that's like a really playable, fun level. And I was like, oh, this game is sick. Like... Yeah. When you shared me, like I had fun playing Strangers levels, but I think I got the most enjoyment when I played your levels and I 
other Hey Fan member uh, guest, Tommy Dassler, when I played your guys' levels, I was like, yeah, these are my friends. Like, I had a really cool yeah, feeling I, with that. And it's a shame that not that I don't know that many people that have a Wii U. Um, mm. Because, it, I mean, I feel like if, if this caught on as big as like a game like COD or FIFA did. Like, imagine if like just every, everyone in the world was just making Barack Mario. Obama made a Mario level. I, want, I really That's want a, to play that. It would be so good. <laughs> Especially because you can add your own sound. So when yeah. Mario jumps, it'll go like, woo! But imagine like Obama like sitting in on, on his like Wii U pad making recording cool his own noises. sound effects. But maybe he just like redubs Mario's things. Like, I'd like him to do an Obama Mario sound pack. Uh, also sharing levels with friends I still don't like the fact I've got to punch in like 20 numbers I just wish it'd be like LevDog uploaded a level Yeah like, That would just be nice but That's just Nintendo's Ridiculous yeah, way of Yeah we get it You hate kitty porn <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah Lego Dimensions is a game That came out uh, this week It's um, one of those Toys to life games Like Skylanders or Is that the first? Skylanders, Skylanders is the, the biggest one And then Disney Infinity And then to somewhat of an extent uh, Amiibo on Nintendo What's but, the story? Like I don't really get those As you know The Toys to Life games Like So Tell I me mean, about Skylanders it's, Essentially yeah. it's like a really really cute paywall Okay So instead of unlocking all the characters As soon as you get the game Or, or like you know Unlocking them as you play the game You have to buy the toys mm-hmm. And then you put the toys in the game pad And they, you can unlock them in the game And they're physical toys They're like, physical toys See I think that's kind of it's kind of cool. I mean, a... Skyland has never really appealed to me because, I mean, it's a kid's game, so fair enough, it's a kid's game, but, like, those characters are just random things to me. Like, yeah. you know, like, oh, it's, a, it's, a it's a dragon with a frog's dick. Great. Um, Which is why Amiibo, I guess, was a big deal. It's like, exactly. oh, shit, it's yeah. Yoshi, it's Wario. Yeah, I it's... mean, for whatever reason, uh, Disney Infinity didn't really resonate with me either, but um, I love Lego. Mm. I love Lego so much. You it's, love Lego it's, a it's, lot. It's a problem how much I like Lego. Um, I, I buy kits it. and don't, but don't build them uh, because in my head I'm buying, I, I'm, I'm saving them because yeah, it'll be great for me to build this Lego now, but how much better will it be for me to build it with my son in five years? So that, that's nice. That's really But it's good. gone to that point now where I think I have enough Lego to last my, my son and I until he has his own son. Yeah. Until he's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so Lego dimensions allows me to uh, scan in, any like I can scan in a Lego. So what do you scan it with? Do you have to buy a thing? Yeah, but you. So a instead of just built, having this like gamepad, which essentially you, you could just use this gamepad as a gamepad, but it you get a box of bricks as well. And it took me like a, you know almost an hour to build this incredible looking portal. Oh, cool! That you that you then sit the characters on. What um, console are you playing it on? PS4. Uh huh. Um, because uh, I've bought Lego games on, for Wii U in the past, and then you, they don't do DLC for them. Oh. So you got you can't play as the I wanted to play as all the as guardians and you can't you can't what the hell is that about Come on Miyamoto <laughs> we get it you hate kitty porn <laughs> we get it you hate <laughs> Thor back back characters you hate the three warrior warriors three yes <laughs> we right. get it <laughs> you hate I wish I, rec- I can't remember any of their names Fedor what's oh no that's Thor Hog- Hog- Hogarth no oh this is shit I sound like a, I sound like a real tool yeah this isn't I've a re- pop culture read- podcast this is a science podcast we're faking now. it man. Um, fiddly Deedor Theodore Hagger the Horrible <laughs> When <laughs> Just Kathy 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 <laughs> John from Garfield <laughs> All the comic fans um, But yeah I mean So I, I, I At the moment I mean, you, you, When you buy the game You get Batman 
Um, Sweet. You get Smart uh, move. Wild Style from the Lego movie. Yep. And you get Gandalf from uh, Lord of the Rings. And they all have different abilities. You scan them in. You have to. The, and what's different with the Lego Dimensions portal is that it has like different portals, different parts of it yeah, on right. it. So you, you have to move the characters around. You also get to build vehicles that you scan in. And then you also get to change them. So does this um, all come with like the starter kit? Yeah. <laughs> the Lego Dimensions the starter, starter kit. kit. It's a picture of you, a child, <laughs> and then just. Money, and then and money then disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> then an empty money box. Perfect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but so, I mean, but then you've also got like characters from Jurassic Park, Scooby-Doo, so Portal 2. Now, these people in the game, I want to know without you having to buy them yet, like you're encountering these people. Um, you visit their worlds yeah. within the game, like levels and sure. like, yeah, I mean, like their NPCs. I haven't gotten that far into it yet, uh, but... Apparently, you can then do like free roaming through cool. l- worlds and levels, but you need a character from that mm-hmm. franchise to be your Play guide, or something. Be, be like your escort in, sure. into that level. So, I mean, it's a really, really expensive yeah. game if you want to do absolutely, absolutely sure. everything. Now, do you play um, as yourself? You're like your own avatar? No, no, no. You play as Batman or oh, Wildstyle okay. or Gandalf. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, is it just like sandbox? Like you can kind of jump in a vehicle. Drive it's like around? a leg. I mean, it's it, the, the mechanics for a Lego game haven't changed since the first one. Um, so if I played you, Star Wars Lego, I could jump into this. Yeah, you just kind of run around, beating shit up, collecting bricks, building things, and yeah. and, and you know, it's it's fun. Even it's, it's, broke, it's you know, it, yeah, it's like uh, I mean, it is kind of broken though. They should fix a few things, but uh, it's fun, man. It's it's like it's like a, a, a fairy floss game that I can just kind of tear a bit off and shove it I in mean, my brain kudos to lego i mean you wouldn't have I, you know skylanders wasn't your thing because of but the fact they've done amazing licensing and work they're, they're so good at making money good on them yeah like, they're so good at making taking your money yeah. and making money but i mean it's like good on them for like making something that doesn't suck or you know is, oh yeah is, I, I, i'm i'm on the fence as to whether the game itself actually sucks yet are you in the honeymoon um, period is yeah, 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 yeah. no but i mean like i find the they they kind of they're limited in their appeal, but once, as soon as it, there's just this breaking point where you're like, no no no, I have to get 100 percent on this game now because I okay. can. Yeah, it, it, I had that with Star Wars Lego Two or something where it was just like I need to go back and get every single brick and every single and you know it unlocked another skin or something. But goddamn, I needed to play as water. You know what I mean? Like you needed that. What else did we say we would talk about, Angus? Oh, man, we should go back and listen to the start. <laughs> uh, TV challenge. I asked you, I think when we had our dear friends, the meeting tree on, uh, I said, hey, you should try and watch Goddamn Mr. Robot. And you're like, what's that? Yeah, I can do it in four days. So I'm yeah. just saying, how's that going? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to take the easy option and, and sound like a real pussy and blame my wife. Ugh. No, no it's New terrible. segment? No, it's definitely my fault. Yeah, new segment. What can I blame my wife on this for? Um, can I blame something on anybody's wife out there? Let me know. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a wife that you'd like me to blame something on, let me know. Please. Or a husband. Yeah, hey, we see. We're fine with either. Or a cat. Yeah, I blame. My, God knows I blame everything on mine. Um, but we've only watched three of ten episodes so far. It, it's but, still fine. I mean, like I, I, I I'm, you know, I've been, I've been traveling a bit lately, man. Yeah, you've been on the road watching stuff like Tomorrowland. Oh, good segue. I yeah, want to talk about Tomorrowland. Uh, we can, we can, we can uh, definitely talk about a movie. It's been a tomorrow. while, man. Um, so Tomorrowland, uh, directed by Brad Bird for Disney. Um, Brad Bird in the past is on Iron Giant, Incredibles, and that Mission Impossible movie that was okay. Um, Ghost Recon, but yeah, Ratatouille, Incredibles, Ghost Iron Recon. Giant, three perfect Ghost movies. Protocol. Ghost, 
Gross, <laughs> gross, gross postable protocol. blank, <laughs> starring uh, good old John Cusack as mm. Tom Cruise, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, it's based on a a, a, a Disney Disneyland ride, or like almost like a, a, a kind mm. of land. Um, Do you remember how land? we all laughed? 12, 15 years ago when we all heard, oh, they're making a movie based off a ride, Pirates of the Caribbean. They end up like killing the box office and they're like, hey, let's do it again. Let's do The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> and that made no money. So that's why I was like really interested that they're like, no, let's do another attempt. Well, so this, this was, I mean, this came out earlier in the year and it's a critical flop and a commercial flop. Like they yeah, lost, right. it was like $200 million this movie cost huge. to make and they, and they haven't made back a quarter of it. Dude, he turned down The Force Awakens for it. So he was insane. the guy that he, he was asked and then they asked JJ first. He said, no, I couldn't possibly. It's too much. Brad Bird was the next guy and he's in the big Vanity Fair spread, the one with Han and everyone on the cover that has that in there and Brad's like, yeah, they asked me and I took a gamble and this was pre-Tomorrowland's release as well, this interview and he's like, and I just said, no, I really want to do Tomorrowland. It's my passion project and I love Star Wars, but no. And now this yeah, so I mean, like Tomorrowland, it's not a bad movie by mm-hmm. any any sense of the word. Uh, it has some amazing moments. It's slow to start, um, in that, yeah, like it is actually slow, and you kind of know what's about to happen, but mm. you have to watch it out, watch it draw itself out. But there is this great sense of wonder all throughout it that you can't really, you never really hate what you're watching. It's just like, oh, this could be a bit better. Dare I say, and is there an emblem vibe to this stuff? The, like, it's same as Super 8. Actually, no, Super 8, I loved for the, Super 8 was J.J. Abrams' movie. I loved for the first two thirds. Awesome. And then the last third, was I was just like, what did they do to this movie? Yeah, they they actually like it made me Big feel alien bad hugs. for liking it. Yeah, oh my god, gross. But the first two thirds are incredible. Like that's an amazing yeah. setup. But that that one really reels you in and then kicks you in the dick because you you know it just makes you hate yourself for liking it so much. For Hug an alien. Two-thirds. Yeah. Hug an alien. Hug an alien day. Um, we get it. You watched ET. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there is a definite Amblin vibe um, to Tomorrowland. And uh, I mean, I, I have really fond memories of the Tomorrowland exhibit when I went to Disney World with my family when I was twelve. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a song that the guy. Do you, have, do you know? Have you been to? Tomorrowland? I was there this time last year, and I went on the same thing where you sit and the thing rotates around you. Is that where you see? Yeah, all that's the, right. Yeah. And, and it's you know, it was done in the fifties, and it was and a World Fair entry, I think. That's I think. right. And then, and then, so in the beginning of this movie, George Clooney goes to the. George Clooney's character. Wait, the George Clooney. Yeah, George Clooney's character <laughs> as a boy goes to the the, the New York World Fair um, in the fifties, and, and, and built this right. Like, yeah, this was it, his entry exactly. Yeah. And and uh, and it's like I think the song's like well, it's a great big beautiful tomorrow, yeah. and they just and, all sing, and it's kind of like you've seen it parodied on everything, like The Simpsons, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it's you know it's really lovely and endearing, and 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 the little nods to that were really exciting and. The idea of there's this Tomorrowland, this version of the future that doesn't really, you don't really see that today. Like it's, you know, it looks, uh-huh. it looks like it's idealized. It, it never happened exactly. And, and and so the the whole thing is about, um, you know, they're not sending people to space anymore, and so mm-hmm. therefore people aren't being allowed to dream. And uh, you know, there's a really great message behind it. Yeah, that sounds it. like a sweet message. But but. Yeah, the, I mean, the ending of is, is really, really unsatisfying. That sucks. Um, I, I'm going to watch it just because like... Seriously, especially if you're on a plane. It's a really, really great plane movie. Yeah. Did I cry? Almost. Really? Almost. Over the movie or um, something that else happened on no, the plane? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, this this guy just kept punching me in the face. Like, Come on, man. Um, Trying to watch the coin dog. Yeah, there's a there's just, a there boy. is a really really quite touching scene. And, okay. Uh, I've had, I mean, George Clooney has he made you cry before? I bawled my fucking eyes out at the end of um, The Descendants. You know, I still haven't seen The Descendants. Oh my god, you haven't seen The Descendants? That's incredible. Oh, dude, it is such a good movie. Yeah, no, I really yeah, yeah. want to watch it. I love, the, I love the clone dog. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the clone. I thought his character in Gravity was stupid, but I liked that that was the first movie that I loved Sandra Bullock in, and maybe that was because of him. Um, it was like Captain Seven Minutes. I mean, <laughs> no spoilers, but <laughs> no spoilers. But he has sex with Sandra Bullock and only lasts seven minutes, yeah. and then she just she burns him in space about it. For the rest <laughs> no, that's of the why movie. she goes to space. Yeah. She finally has sex with George Clooney, and then she's like, "Well, oh, it wasn't very good." The espresso guy, I tell you what, for a, <laughs> it wasn't the only thing express. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the Clune Dog. He's 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 really good in this. Down with the he's definitely in like hammy Clune Dog acting. Um, but I mean, I loved that in in uh, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. It's almost like you know, the yeah. return to that kind of like sure of himself character that he does really well. Yeah, um, no, I, I, the cocky, the cocky clone. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unfortunately, you didn't have that uh, cockiness in Batman and Robin. But <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and there's like you know lots of fun Disney adventure hijinks. Yeah, sure. Which which, which are really really because I've really done. I, I remember growing up, there was like an array of Disney live action films, and I was probably at the time unaware but they're probably from the 60s onwards and you know they were like aimed at young teens and yeah there were adventures like and the, sometimes like they were the, animated like freaky dragons. friday and the parent trap totally they've remade all of them now they've remade them all and herbie uh, the love bug Lindsay lohan's in all three yeah, of all those three remakes of fucking hell um is she gonna be in the live action jungle book that they're making i think she's pete's dragon i think she's the titular <laughs> i think she is the oh, titular Pete i get it yeah you get me yeah, yeah, she's playing the old dragon, <laughs> dragon, dragon D's nuts. Good stuff. Good meme. <laughs> it's late. It is late. We're recording this one very late. It's a daddy cast. Um, are there any like like Disneyland rides that you would love to see turned into a movie before they? I mean, obviously, like because they they just announced they're going to re- do a live action Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, and I know they're remaking Haunted Mansion, and I think like Guillermo del Toro was involved, maybe. Like, uh, like the, the, Eddie, the Eddie Murphy one, they're going to do another reboot. They're just, they're, like, I'm not going to say remake because, yeah, no, they're not making that one again. It's going to be a whole new take on it. Yeah, cool. And I think it could be a Del Toro, though. The, man, the Haunted Mansion is such a good ride. It's amazing. So I'm taking my son, my, my wife and I are taking our son there um, in November. And my wife and I first went to Japan in 2008. And we went to uh, Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea while we were there. And it was during Halloween. And Halloween was unbelievable and we're going in early november um this time in same place tokyo disneyland um and i was like oh no um like halloween's gonna be over and then i looked up like what's what's it gonna be guess what it's gonna be dude not maybe for christmas no just straight up christmas oh wow disney christmas starts early oh wow so um, oh man because i'm gonna be there christmas day oh that's fucking crazy yeah 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 but well, you're um, going to go to Tokyo Disney on Christmas Day? Well, I'm actually going to go early January on my birthday. Oh, but okay. I still think that Christmas extends to that period. Oh, I hope so. Uh, I remember, see, I was the opposite. I went to Disneyland for the first time. Uh, no, it does, because this is why. I went to Disneyland. First one I ever went to was Tokyo about seven years ago. And I went on my birthday. And I was like, I've always wanted to go on the Haunted Mansion. I've never been to Disneyland in the States. I've never been to Disney World. Like, this was my first time. And I'd seen so many, like, I'd seen docos. I remember watching, like, 
making ofs of it on Saturday at Disney. Like, and this is how they did the effect. And I was, it was my dream to go there. I remember asking all my friends who had been, I'm like, how does the ghost work? And like, <laughs> it blew me away. Like, you know, I mean, you, it, it, it's incredible shit. It's like, if you've been to the Royal Easter show in Sydney and that your only like goddamn reference point is a ghost train, like this shit is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> there are things coming at you. It's flying. Anyway, I remember getting there and going, yeah, this is going to be great. And it was part of the Disney Christmas theme. And they're like, oh, for this period, we've actually replaced everything in the Haunted Mansion. It's now Nightmare Before Christmas themed. And I don't mind that at all because I think the design for that is awesome. And like Nightmare Before Christmas is sweet. I loved it as a kid. Um, awesome visuals, especially like for this ride. But I wanted to see like the spooky old lady head and the people dancing, but they'd replaced everything, even the graphics and everything. And I was like, oh, I've never get to see it. And I'll they changed the song. Spooked. Yeah. And it was like a Nightmare Before Christmas song. I was like, man, I got ripped off. I wanted this full. <laughs> I finally got to see it last year for the first time. But yeah, that's like, it's funny when they take over rides like that. But yeah. Then, yeah. Christmas will be on when I'm there. So we'll have the same thing. Yeah, but I I won't be able to take a a, a one and a almost well he's almost two year old on a, on Haunted Mansion. No, you can get him to hold the bags though. There's actually a stack of rides that I can take him on. Isn't Teacup, that exciting? Dumbo ride. Oh, there's like some good ones. Like I can t- I can take him on the Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Can, oh, like, sweet. There's no high restriction for that. You can just he can just jungle. Chill. The jungle one. Oh, that's getting. Oh man, how the hell? All right. Oh, of course, that's right. Yeah. I'm gonna go for Baller's uh, news right now. So let's fire off that sting. Speaking of Disney rides that are getting turned into uh, films, The Jungle Cruise is getting made into a film with The Rock. Yeah, that's insane. That's amazing. <laughs> the Jungle Cruise is a ride that's been a, a, like a staple of Disney parks. It's the since first they ride, yeah, I think. and it's like a like a, an African cruise, and uh, there's you know animatronic in the middle hippos, of California. It's like animatronic that was hippos thing. and giraffes and. And it's, and it's like entirely like your experience of that ride is entirely based on how good your host is because the Disney host is like, okay, and watch out for the alligators and oh, blah, 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 blah. Dare I say there are, in inverted commas, natives as well. Uh, oh, God, there are too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of blackface ride. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was the 50s. Can animatronics do, do blackface? Not if they're painted black. Everything, every animatronic is a face because they're always painted. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's getting made into a film as well. I mean, shit, we'll see how that goes. But that, you're going to have a ball of time, man. When are they going to make a um, Hall of Presidents movie? <laughs> I think that Air Force One. <laughs> Maybe the sequel to that. No, but you, what ride would you want to see get made? Uh, I mean, I, I guess all my favorite rides are, um, are, are based on properties. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's the, the funny sure. thing is that they haven't really got... Like, once I do the Jungle Cruise one, I don't think there are many rides. I mean, Space Mountain. Star Tours? No, joke. <laughs> JK. Um, uh, there's, but yeah, they have, I guess Space Mountain, that's an inevitable yeah, one, right? Like, which is getting taken over now. I've, while you were there, it might be Hyperspace Mountain. They're doing everything Star Wars for The Force Awakens. Fuck. So there's going to be shit. This is well, what see, I'm I've, I've promised. Going. I've promised B that I'm not uh, that I won't ditch her with Archie just so I can go on a ride. But I think you have if it's, to, have if to if space it's a Star Wars theme. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, is this this is the tenth apology to Bianca in this podcast? I know. This is like don't 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 play this episode in court, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Delete, purge. Um, yeah, the, you, there is a ride at Disney Sea. Um, it's got a different name in Disney World, or maybe it's in like that California. Disney California Adventure, mm-hmm. but it's a ride and it's kind of like essentially a drop ride where you go into it and it drops you from the top, but it's set inside an old hotel. Oh yeah, Tower of Terror. Tower of Terror. That'd be, that ride is so good because the line is amazing because you learn the whole story about yeah, this it's dead fantastic. guy and just the detail. And I think that that, that itself is a movie. And even, I, I sent you this earlier, but throughout the park, there are like 
mysteries and clues about the guy who lives in that tower just scattered around the entire park in different worlds like that level of detail is so bellissimo it is just like so good yeah that, that one's at mgm studios in um in that's Florida. right it's got a and different that, name it's the um uh the twilight zone ride there twilight zone so that's like regionally yeah, yeah. change so yeah but I've, I've been on both um it's, it's, it's man, both so awesome. so sick I, and i went i went on there yeah, with my little sister when I was 12. It is and scary as shit, that yeah. drop. Oh, dude, it's so rad. Because <laughs> you're like, if you haven't been on it, you're in a pitch black room, but you're about 100 meters above ground and you're going up, 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 like in an elevator and then it, everything stops and it's essentially a free fall, but in pitch dark. And But then you go up again and then it starts... Op- um, so the one in Japan... Fucks up, right? No, no, the one in Japan opens up its opens up the doors. Uh, That's right. So you can see directly outside of oh. you. Yeah, it's... Oh, it's man. awesome. It's God, I love rides. Yeah, we... We could murder a ride cast. Oh, you know what I'm the most excited though? I, I can take my son on my favorite ride at Tokyo Disneyland, which is the Winnie the Pooh ride. The new which ride is, is which sick. Is new, yeah, it's it's yeah. insane where you like, you're all in a honey pot and every ride is, no no ride is, is identical. You all go, there's like all these different paths that your honey pot you're can take. You're spinning around and stuff. Yeah, and you right, see these yeah. great like, man, and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm actively finding characters that I know he'll see at Disneyland and like, Getting him like, oh, he's got a Winnie the Pooh toy now. Yeah. Toy Story figures and that kind of stuff. So He's going to have the best time. He's going to remember that. Man, my favorite game now. This is like such a weird game. But my favorite game with Archie, my son, is I will have my computer open and I'll just Google... Just looking at HeyFam stats. No, no, just, I'm like, man, check out these, check out these amazing numbers. <laughs> Look at Daddy's doing, Archie. Look at this content, Archie. <laughs> what are you, what, what amazing engagement in our target demographic. Yeah. Um, but... I'll Google like characters that I know he has toys of and he gets really excited. Like, Oh my God, I have that. And like, like the alien from toy story. And and then he'll run into the toy room and then bring the alien back and like hold it up to the, to the video, to the computer screen. You're getting him in young. He's going to be hosting. Hey, so what I'm saying is, do you want to play that game with me right now? (laughs) Yeah. So, um, okay guys, I've just opened up my laptop. (laughs) Just showed Levin's a picture of himself. You're going to see what he does to this. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to play that. <laughs> it was good though; it's a cute idea. It's a it's a it's a fun game to play with a two year old. I highly encourage all parents to do what should we call it? The Google game. Google game by HeyFam. <laughs> it's gonna be like a Mattel thing. We're gonna be just doing a whole range. And callback if you don't like the Google Home screen. Yeah. Use Bing. Use Bing. We always do. Uh, That's a beautiful little bit of symmetry to end on. I thought it was good. No, it's really should, good. Should we kill it? Do we want to talk about anything else? No, I don't. you know, actually, no. I do want to talk about one thing before we end. Why why do we why are we recording this episode so late, Angus? Because you and I. <laughs> well, it starts it starts with you. We, I don't, we, we've we've briefly talked about this in the past. Yeah, it's something I don't like speak about a lot. But um, God knows I love it when you honk that like button, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Angus uh, is the admin, the creator of my favorite page on the internet, a Facebook group called. Plucker Duck Memes. Which you deliver quite a meaty amount of content yourself. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't be shy. Um, but so Angus uh, basically has spent the, the mo- like most of last year uh, creating, One a day. creating very, very silly pictures of uh, a, a not very well-known television show <laughs> character. Yeah, silent character. <laughs> who was a man in a duck suit who was neither a chicken nor a cow. And used to uh, host a game show in which he gave away Nissan Pulsars every single week. Usually to a, a, a housewife or a stay-at-home mom. Uh, which he would also grope he would really grope. inappropriately. Big um, time. The show is Hey Hey, It's Saturday. The character is Pluck-A-Duck. 
Plucker Duck memes is a page full of silly pictures of him, except uh, yeah, for the last week. Last week. And I, I think I described it to you best when I said it was a pop-up meme. Pop-up. In the same way that you would do a pop-up restaurant in, an out of, in, a, in a restaurant that is not being used at the moment. Yeah, Maybe you would sell... You would sell yeah, it would sell burgers in a sushi restaurant. Crazy. That's crazy. How are we going to get away with it? You put pop-up in the front of it. Gotcha. Uh, so, Angus did a pop-up meme and hijacked his own meme page. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a... I mean, Pluckaduck memes itself. Oh, I hate to, like, it's, it's a, <laughs> Talking about memes is the worst, yeah. but this is a great, this is just that a was great a, analogy. That was an experiment. It was kind of like... You know, I started that because I was kind of like, there's no real Australian memes. Like, everything is based on my knowledge of the US. Like, it's such a US-centric thing. So, I was like... I remember saying it to Tech Guru Steve, and it, I am. I've still got the chat somewhere. I'm just like, I'm going to start just doing like Australian memes. It was after I. FYI, uh, Tech Guru Steve isn't actually a person, he's a program. Oh, yeah, we wrote him. He's he an, produces Hey, uh, hey He's fan. an OS. Yeah, I was like, hey, Tech Guru Steve, he's Mr. Robot. <laughs> uh, it was when I got back from this like seven week road trip of the States. And so I was very American bombarded by it. And I was like, man, going to get local. Let's do some local memes. I'm going to make a pluck a duck one. And then. After a few weeks, more people got involved. Anyway, it got really popular. And then got to the point where I was like, why don't I just do something else on there? Like, zero explanation. No, because you've always said to me that you, you wanted to do it for exactly a year and then yeah. you were just going to delete the page. And go public and be like, thanks for... Like, Banksy it, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Banksy never goes public, bro. Yeah. It keeps the dream alive forever. Um, speaking of which, Dismaland closed today. Yeah. Guy I work with went to it. Really? He said it was kind of Did like... Did he kill himself? No, but he said... The level of detail was amazing. Like the staff that was employed to work there and be kind of very non-helpful and stuff. He they hired people with like deformities and one arms and like eyes. And he said like he was what he said it was very Banksy. Like he he was rolling his eyes a lot at the stuff. He's like it would have been great fifteen years ago. It seems to be the sentiment everyone had. Sure. But he's watching this thing and there was a boy trying to hook a duck in one of those ponds, like where you pick it up and they have the prize underneath it or something. But the boy would be getting close and this one armed guy working there would just grumble and then like hit the boy's hand to make him like not get it and that was like the boy didn't really get that it was uh, he said a lot of people going there thought it was like a theme park like just british families that didn't really get what was going on and he's like he kind of felt bad for the kid but he's like it was fucking amazing this guy never broke character he was like this real gruff he looked said he looked like one of the like like the um the mean wizards in harry potter <laughs> like, you know, like just this like really rude british person um, but anyway, um, back to the memes. Back to the memes. Always trying to not talk about them. Um, so, so I started doing personal. Like I just sent to you, like out of the blue, a meme oh, based on. There is yeah. there is a really great meme that that started out as as a piece of shit, like all great memes do. Um, it was just it was what it was just a person in like a green outfit. It was an old lady, I think, wearing head to toe like tracksuit pant covered tracksuit outfit. Sorry, covered in marijuana leaves. Probably not, not even aware of what they were. It's like a very old senior citizen, not like a cool hip granny, just someone walking around. And the caption was just a photo of this person out in public. And it said, All wearing green. All wearing green. I hate people that feel the need to wear this. We get it. You smoke weed. And it's stupid as hell. And it went it went crazy. And like people would put Within it, 30 like, seconds, people were parroting it. Yeah. Doing like pictures of like Shrek. People and, Shrek. And basically anything green. Yeah. And then people started like actually playing with the the... Con- like the actual construction of the meme itself and, deep, and, and so you know just keeping the i hate when people wear this we get it and so i mean you did one for pocket duck memes right yeah i hate people that feel the need to dress this we get it you give away nissan pulsars on a saturday night classic show classic so classic pocket duck meme classic pucker taking the one thing he's known for and just reverse engineering art around it that's right i'm calling it art <laughs> um but 
Angus sent me one that was just a. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you googled Italian chef. Literally, if I'm looking at Google Images now. It's top left, first image. Didn't even bother to look for the best size or the best image. Um, and then uh, above it wrote, "I hate when people dress like this. We get it. That's amore." Boom. <laughs> sent it to me. That was it. It started. And right. then uh, I think did I send one back to you straight away? Look. It's like Lennon McCartney. One of us is writing a song. The other one... And that's why they are such a good band. Because the other one was friendly competition. I think that's what you and I have in the meme-making Is this world. the first podcast that details the making of a meme? <laughs> yeah. So <listen laughs> It probably isn't. I'm sure there's like a, an entire This American Life. Listen like, up, uni lecturers. Yeah, if you need to uh, tell your imagine. kids studying uh, modern media. He's, he's two meme-makers now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I do it. It's kind of... But anyway, then it just became out of control. And I reckon we made 20 or so. And then I was kind of like, what are we going to do with this? And you're like, you should stick them on Plucker Duck. And I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. Because I really don't really care about that page that much. And just started putting them up there. No announcement. Changed the artwork. So, despite the fact the page on Facebook was It basically cool. looked like the page had been hijacked by someone who An Italian it. pizza like, company. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's like the world's worst viral marketing. And just put one out a day. And people were kind of like digging it, but also going... What's going on? Where's like, Plucker Duck? I hate never, this. What's going on? And I would never reply. And then eventually, it just died then. That's what I was just doing then. It's, it's, it's so over. We stayed up. Basically, earlier today, Angus told me that this would be the last day after a week of <laughs> That's Amore memes popping up on the Plucker Duck memes See, While site. you're out fighting fires, while you're out like <laughs> securing your second more, like, you know, your home and winning the retail market... I'm out here <laughs> in the trenches. And and so Angus had planned to put like maybe one more up. And I was like, because you know, you'd put, anybody put up one it's a day. one a day. It's better for engagement. And I was like, no, I, I'm not ready to say goodbye to this yet. Um, let's put up one an hour. And that we did. Um, so Angus and I really, we, we, we called it meme camp. It was like, uh, it was like craft, craft noon, wasn't it? It's just, what I was I was on a train tethering on my phone using a crappy web version of Photoshop I to make... Between my phone and a computer and just, just, just luckily I had been sitting on a few and luckily we'd had some stockpiles. I think we made about eight 12? each. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it, was, it was insane. And, uh, and so for the last, it, it, it became half hourly the last few hours, but uh, in the last 24 hours we've put up, I guess, like 20 That's Amore memes and we just put up an RIP Amore memes. As of then, I've just published it now. I well, got my man. AM and PM mixed up. What a dickhead. <laughs> that <was meant> to <laughs> That's be why midnight. it didn't go up. Um, I'm, I'm terrible. Well, um, it's, it's, it's just gone up. If, if, if you are somehow listening to this live, yeah, if you, Tech Guru Steve is reading our minds, it's up there. There is at the top of this page, RIP, that's somewhere. And this is probably the most fringe part of any podcast ever. But guess what? You just maybe heard a bit of history. You have. That's some more memes are dead. Um, it, it would be really cool right now. If, maybe should, let's put the last post beneath this. Yeah, we'll put the last post beneath this. Or maybe... Oh, no. We should just that's put some more. I'll, I'll put a MIDI <laughs> version of like it. A, a, a mashup. Yeah. <laughs> hey, last um, post, Amore. Melbourne Shuffle mashup. <laughs> oh, God. No, we'll put um, that's some more underneath this. And wherever you are, despite if it's daytime, I want you to... Look out the window, or even if you're outside, just look up and look for that big old moon. And if it's hitting you in the eye like a big pizza pie. So by the time you listen to this, uh, Plucker Neck memes is back to normal in all its uh, hey, hey, it's Saturday glory. Yeah. But while you listen to this, remember that there was a dark time for some, but it was a glorious time for Angus and I yeah. to share these Amore memes with you. We do this for you. Just content on the reg. Thank you so much for the opportunity, <laughs> Angus, for allowing me to express my feelings. Look, thanks for... um. Being a moray. Thanks for being a moray. Also, just thanks for making 
my, my particular, you know, the, the funny side of the particular type of business I'm in. Thanks, thanks for making it worthwhile. Thanks for thanks for tugging at my heart with those memes. Yeah, and I don't want you. I want to. Thanks for I honking, emulate, honking the like button with <laughs> those memes. To, just want you to stop what you're doing and get to that nearest like button and just honk on it, fam. Just. Just give me a like. Um, Facebook.com slash Pluckerduck Memes is where you can find the Pluckerduck Memes page. You should be one of the 10,000 people that like it already. Mm, you should be. If I, not, I just, rectify that decision. It's not like HeyFam. What I might do is delete everything and just make it HeyFam tomorrow. HeyFam hey hey Memes, yeah. <laughs> How do we do it? Someone did a HeyFam meme today. Yeah. Uh, thanks. Shout out to... Uh, Hamish. 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 We don't know. <laughs> no, his first name is Hay and his second name is Mish. Yeah. Also, we don't want to give away surnames, privacy. Um, we did it on our Facebook page though. So yeah. Whatever. Like that. <laughs> on that like button. Uh, Hamish Nolan, thanks so much for making the first ever HeyFam meme. It was a quote Levin said. And it was, uh, yeah, in, like, in the episode. It deserves immortalization. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can go catch it on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Go there now, and if you haven't already, honk that like button. Honk just that like button, guys. Honk it. You know um, what? First degree murder it. Just, just, <laughs> just hit it. And, um, um, Levins and I got something cool coming up this week. We were, we're heading to a pre-EB Games Expo to get our hand dirty little mitts on a couple of games before they come out. And uh, yeah. you best believe we're going to tell you all about it. So the next episode of Hey Fam will be one that we record live at the EB yeah. Games conference. Now, I don't get you excited, Levins, but... Little friend of mine called Nintendo Jamie, who I've referenced a few times in the podcast. The most beautiful man in the universe. The most beautiful man in the universe. I, I have a feeling he's going to be there. It seems the type of thing he's so, going to be at. So I'm just warning you guys now. This could be the world's big, biggest or the world's worst. No, just the world's biggest disappointment or the world's biggest awesome moment when Levens gets to meet him. <laughs> and, and, and if we meet him, we're going to interview him for sure. So oh, yeah. hopefully this time next week, you'll be listening to an unbelievable episode of Hey Fam. With special guest, Jamie Nintendo. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, and uh, also coming out next week, we'll be doing uh, a bonus episode uh, all about comic books with Siobhan Coombs called Levens and Siobhan Have Issues. A little monthly and thing we got going. they don't have issues. They've just got issues of comics. Stop oh, calling you us. you gave it away. Are you okay? Yes, we are. And um, Angus, uh, I'll do green light boys. Green light boys, you do green light <laughs> I don't boys. Do boys who are green, we get it. You smoke weed. <laughs> I do a podcast called The Green Light Boys with Scott Dooley, and we make up fake movies, kind of like how I make up fake memes. You can catch another one of my podcasts called The Mitchin on mm-hmm. iTunes as well, which is a podcast about food that I do with Mitch Orr from Acme Restaurant in Sydney and Mike Eggett from Pinbone. And it's a hell of a good listen. I recommend it if wholeheartedly. You, if you like to laugh at people swearing about food, <laughs> hey, it's a podcast, we got a for, podcast you. for you. And uh, you might just see me hiding in your bushes with my night vision goggles on, solid sneaking. <laughs> Actually, um, one of the most notorious episodes of Hey Fam is the episode that the Angus episode. was very drunk for. Yeah. Um, and I had my first drunk yes, episode of The Mitchin. Do you know how just, proud just I was up. of you? Thanks, bro. I Appreciate was like, it. you've never really done a podcast. And I think was it almost the same number? What do you mean? What episode number was Oh, it? yeah. It was like six, I guess. Yeah, you know same what? number. Yeah, I think it's the same. Yeah. It was the same number. So, yeah. Once you I, and I hit I that a drunk, six foot. drunk podcast. It's very funny listening back to yourself, say things you don't remember saying. My words exactly <laughs> when I said them sober. <laughs> uh, so, check that out. Also, make sure you follow and check out... 
uh, Angus's crazy <laughs> following on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, it's so weird that it's under a thousand. It's at just, Chimichangus. Just keeping it real. If you're still up, it's hey guys, you, you you block people that follow you, so you keep constantly. it under a thousand all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. No, no. I've got. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. That's wanna... what like uh, Tech Guru Steve is a program that just blocks people on Angus's yeah, Instagram. Yeah, isn't it? Don't you? It's the like Y2K. He told me that if I let anyone get over a thousand likes, I'm dead. <laughs> it's like speed, speed and yeah. Y2K. It's oh my god! I think. Yes, I just came up with the next Greenlight Boys movie. That's incredible. Yeah, it is. This yeah. is how it happens, man. Yeah, well. Uh, also, if you're up right now listening to this really late, go on our page and honk that like button because you're keeping real hey fam hours. Um, you can find me online at Levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G, Twitter, so Instagram, Facebook. Sorry, Levin's just shot this really cool little video as part of the oh, true. Listen Out talking, Festival. Yeah, I was talking about Listen Out Festival earlier. I shot a video which you can find on the Listen Out or the Halfway Crooks page or my own DJ Levin's page. Um, so it's my first video that I've ever directed and starred in. Um, and it's all about my antics while at the festival. So I don't know if the last five minutes have summed up for you, but yeah, we make content. Like, yeah, <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> Maybe we should call this podcast Hey Content. Yeah, Killer Content Boys. Um, hey, let's do that thing where we pretend that Perry Farrell oh, yeah. from, uh, from that shitty band he was in is here to play us off. Yeah, he's just bummed that uh, Amoria memes are over. <laughs> he just went and got a, the whole band tattooed with that Amoria and now it's kind of looking not in vogue. Yeah, Take it away, Pezza Fezza. Hey fam. Yeah, yeah, for fam, 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 fam. <laughs> Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.